Thank fuck for that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who's fucking? Where do we fuck him? I'm just like, I was just because it's like, it said, oh, Skype, you need to update Skype or go online. I was like, well, it says online in the top left corner. So it can't be that. So it can't be that. Went to the thing. It's like, oh, you do not need to update Skype. Skype, you're already in current Skype. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> Is that what it said? That's to, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I said to it. And it agreed. Uh, it has it now taken two resets of my laptop to actually get this up and running. Wow. But hey, at least Richard's not here. <laughs> Sorry, Richard. Hey. hey, we should have just invited him. That's the third guy. <laughs> Screw it. Hi. Anyway. We're not, you're not on the show, but can you just come and listen whilst we mess up again, please? Yeah, because it's <laughs> yeah. just funny. Because it just feel good. It's now tradition. <laughs> I just genuinely, I genuinely thought, because I was talking to you and it was all going fine, that was it. I didn't need to update anything. That's part of the reason why I started with You should know the problems that we have. Yeah. God does not want this podcast to exist in any form. We are the Antichrist of Are we in the podcast? Yeah, we might as well because it's ten o'clock in the night now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is Cameron. <laughs> Sorry, at least Kev gets his wish that all three of us are on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. we've already just started. I can't guarantee for the entire podcast. No, not really. <laughs> Could just drop out any second, <laughs> folks. Yeah. Oh my God, Ewan's there. Hi. <laughs> See ya. So, what happened? Uh, we were doing the podcast uh, last time, and we didn't realise that underneath uh, Conquistable Towers is this vast series of mines. And you uh, and basically fell into a mine shaft. I did. You did, yeah. And did. That's, that's not a metaphor for anyone listening. No, he didn't engage no. in anal sex. He fell into a mine shaft, and uh, because me and Cam were professionals, we carried on recording him. Then we went to rescue him from the mine shaft. Hence, we did, yeah. Hence why he's back now. And, yeah, and he's back now. Just like that, just like a Japanese boy got lost in the woods, I've not been <laughs> unusual, and uh, I'm fine. <laughs> nope. All that, fum- all that fumbling around in the dark. Listen to him. Anything we talk about, he's got to get it back to Japan, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Anything totally. we talk about. I know. Typical I know, Ewan. Crazy. Mad. Mad. Yep. Uh, in the future, should we just bite the bullet and say start this podcast at 10 rather than 9? <laughs> <laughs> it always ends up being that way. Can we just call it half 9? <laughs> I could actually watch the full thing. I had to skip through what we were talking about in a bit because I thought, I'm running out of time. Got to skip through it. Got to get it done. And I probably couldn't uh, watch it. So you, you see, you're probably the most sane of all of us for skipping yeah. through. <laughs> I almost didn't watch it. There's, there's one bit that actually the YouTube refused to let me load. <laughs> just, just said, nope, can't connect to no. the server. It was a Jeff Jarrett promo. So, you know. Oh, it saved you there. Yeah, probably, probably. Anyway, Head of ourselves. the original... The original plan, people are probably wondering why, well, if, if oh, they care, the, yeah, <laughs> no they're probably cares. wondering, um, why Why isn't this about Survivor Series 1990, guys? Uh, basically also, because... where's Al? Yeah, where's Al? Al can't make it tonight. Al apparently has some rather juicy tidbits about Survivor Series 1990. Oh, does he? I would personally take the vote that I would prefer Al would make it for the episode. So instead yeah. of doing Survivor Series 1990 tonight, we're doing a little bit of another Conquistadors uh, primetime 
Can um, I? Um, when you say Al's got some tidbits about Survivor yeah. Series '90, do you mean that he's going to read more passages from Bret Hart's book? <laughs> Possibly. That essentially seems to be like, oh, I've got a tidbit. No, that's that's a direct quote from <laughs> Bret Hart's book, Al. That's that's called plagiarism. Well, to be fair, to be fair, Al's the only one that's read it. That's a fair point. <laughs> All the way through, cover got, to cover. He's got so, us there. He's got us there. You know, curse that Joydy Maestro. And, and and who can argue with Al? Who's he's willing to go there so other people don't have to? He does, yeah. <laughs> so so um, before we start um, getting into what we're going to get into, I'll just do a, a snap opinion from you two. Uh, right. uh, Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. Cameron, go. Really good. You win. Really, really good. No, that's too. That's too far. You've gone. You've done enough. All right. Okay. Sorry. You would go. Just in my pants. <laughs> Uh, me, uh, the superheroes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, good. We settled that internet dispute then about the uh, about that match. Then we have, yeah, we've take we've that Jim Cornet, yeah. yeah, take that, take that Cornet and Vader, take that Vader. <laughs> oh, it's quite Good funny boy, that. Um, uh, what well, I think it was on Seth Rollins was on the Jericho podcast, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the match, and they said about Vader came out against it, saying, "Oh, you can't do that and all that." And Seth Rollins was like. Yeah, but wasn't Vader the guy who was known for doing a moonsault? Correct. Yes. So isn't that a little bit hypocritical for him? It's called called jealousy. Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of, without getting too deep into it, because we'll be here all night, um, I think it is the prime example of that wrestling is a very widespread art form. Mm. Correct. And it, it can be conveyed in many, many, many different ways. Yeah. You know, if you if, if it's two guys crashing off ladders into light tubes through flaming tables, that's still wrestling. Yeah. If it's um, you know, two guys engaged in like a thirty minute long best of three falls technical wrestling match, that's still wrestling. If it's two guys who, like Phil says, appear to be real life superheroes and defying the laws of gravity <laughs> on a regular yeah. basis, yeah, then that's also that's wrestling. wrestling. You don't have to like it all. Exactly. A, ho- a whole card of that, yeah, wouldn't work. No, no, but, that would be you know you get knackered and you, you just be like mm, you have whatever. that match and you have like you say your, your technical match and you have like Shabata just kicking fuck out somebody for <laughs> ten minutes and you go on yeah. that way you know that that's what you do isn't it you kind of yeah. mix and match it uh, as you want but that was like just bonkers in places it was literally just like are they on wires is Osprey on a wire he must be he... I just think the general laws of gravity don't apply to Will Osprey they no. Don't. <laughs> I think when he was born, like his mother held him in her arms and he floated upwards and she kept trying to try and pull him down. I was going to say she dropped him and that, you know, from that point on he said never again. Yeah, <laughs> never I again. will never land like, on the floor again. this floor. <laughs> no, never again, gravity will win. I don't know if you noticed, when you look at him closely, he's always hovering about half inch off the floor. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, just floats. Yeah. Um, can we also say, by the way, in that match, some top class British swearing from <laughs> Oh, yes. A+. plus. <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> yes and when he gets kicked like oh you fucker <laughs> yeah, it's just obviously a man who's worked out that none of the Jap- you know most Japanese people will not understand <laughs> no. I don't know what he's saying say what he wants well, as, as we found out from the very bad holy shit chant holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. yeah that was great 
But, you know, I mean, if, if you're going to get a crowd of Japanese people shouting, this is awesome, then it's, it's going to be... You're doing something correct. You're doing something right. I can't guarantee I can find those sound clips, but I'll do my best. Oh, please do. Cheerio, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. That's a t-shirt in waiting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> to be a bit brave. That's his, that though. That's his, though, isn't it? We can't take it. We so, can't steal that off him. No, no, that's his. No, that's his. That's you can't wear that around your grand's house. <laughs> oh, Will Osprey could. I'd let him wear it around yeah. my grand's house. I'd, yeah, I'd open the door for him. Come in, Will. Here's my nan. Look at his t-shirt. I guess I guess you have a cheerio MF if you want. That's true. You could you could do that. <laughs> nice, nice. Right. So talking about motherfuckers, we clearly have to move on to TNA. Who thought? It was ever possible. It's an evening that revolves around history. And gentlemen, we are also going to be making history this evening. Not only the first ever event, but we are also going to be crowning an NWA World's Heavyweight Champion with the gauntlet for the gold. Who thought anyone would even care? The icon Sting is finally here in TNA, and the atmosphere in the impact zone is electric. Who thought? The great ones would ever come. I don't believe it! Kurt Angle's coming to TNA! No! Is left. Tonight, a new era begins. The greatest athletes in the world. The man that revolutionized professional wrestling. The one, the only. Once unimaginable is now inevitable. Monday night, January 4th, we're going to battle with a WWE. The wrestling business is about to be flipped upside down. Destiny is ours for the taking. What you gonna do, Hulkamania? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Yeah, pretty much. To- I think yeah, we, we do. We're going to be uh, talking about an old show, but I think how that started was from a recent promo that starred the Hardy Boys. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, what is this promo? <laughs> What's going Broken on? Matt Hardy and bro- Brother Nero. I invited all of you, the world, as well as Brother Nero, into my humble abode because this day must be documented. When I sign the contract for Slammiversary, it marks the inception of Brother Nero's in days. And tonight, on Impact Wrestling, you will witness Brother Nero's personal Armageddon. The problem I've really got with like modern day TNA, and TNA kind of <laughs> for the last few years actually, is that they always seem to be a company chasing another company. Yeah, mm. they want they, for ages. They wanted to be WWE, and okay. they've kind of now given up on that. But all those segments with Jeff and Matt Hardy make me think: Does anyone want to be Lucha Underground? That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. Slightly, only with like half of the the budget and, and no yeah. talent, <laughs> none and, of the talent behind it at all. And none of the talent, and not with Robert Rodriguez doing the whole yeah. just yeah. on feel through it, you know. For those that haven't seen it, it's like it's, it's a vignette of the Hardy Boy palatial mansion, apparently, 
where yeah. I think if he, essentially what happens is Jeff Hardy wants uh, a match with his brother. Matt says, no, we'll sign the contract in my shed with my wrestling ring. They have a little fight and that's, that's how it finishes. But it kind of, things break down when they get to them and Matt Hardy's dressed like a vampiric pirate. I invited all of you, the world, as well as Brother Nero, into my humble abode because this day must be documented. When I sign the contract for Slammiversary, it marks the inception of Brother Nero's in days. And tonight, on Impact Wrestling, you will witness Brother Nero's personal Armageddon. I'm not sure what his dress does exactly. <laughs> he, does, he does look a lot like um, like Johnny Depp in the... Ooh, um... No, I figured it out. Miles Edgeworth from the Phoenix Wright games. <laughs> oh, Christ, yeah. He's, got, the, he's yes. got that kind of riffled thing on and he's playing the piano because he can play the piano. Objection! And he's just completely nuts. Are you speaking English? Is it English? English accent? I think, is, is this not just, they're the kind of billing this as the result of Jeff Hardy smashing him through the table, swanting him through the table on impact. Yeah, it's something like that, go. yeah. That's, that's why so he's this, got the white hair, because he got... This is kind of table. his post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> and he gets his wife coming out and saying, I can't talk to him anymore because he's going crazy. Then she comes back and throws a fake baby at Jeff. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, and then there's like the weakest shot ever, and then they kind of build themselves up for this kind of like um, uh, side effect through not just a sort of usual wrestling square table with a big gap in the middle. No, <laughs> they, went through, table. <laughs> they went through a dining room table with a big massive sort of like pillar, pillar in the middle. middle of it. Yeah. Which they're obviously going to yeah, smack the, your back off that bit. Knocked totally. off centre. <laughs> yeah. But Huge. more importantly, uh, Matt Hardy just magicked a glass in his hand before and smashed Jeff over the head with it. <laughs> yeah. Because like, bear in mind, he walks into this like shed in his garden, speaks to the gardener or something. I don't yeah. know what the guy was doing there. And he's in the ring, the ring where we first started, Brother Nero. <sighs> and he just smashes him with like a, a bottle or something that just kind of appears in mm-hmm. his hands. For every few steps that TNA get yeah. right, there's <laughs> always a big, massive one that they get totally wrong. But <laughs> it's not one step either. <laughs> but what's yeah. interesting, and this is where we draw it back to our main topic of tonight, Cameron and Ewan, yes. is Go that on. Uh, Jeff Hardy actually debuted in TNA on January 4th, 2010. And he did indeed. Which was also a special night because that was Hulk Hogan's live debut on TNA. It was, was indeed. It was Hogan and Eric Bischoff's first night yeah. on TNA television. It's yeah. that show, that moment there, that leads us to the Broken Matt Hardy promo. Would you not agree? That's like the first stumbling block from there. And There's a lot we... of stumbling blocks. It's kind of like running 110 metres in every single yeah. block in the way. <laughs> It's like yeah. those things you see the guy doing the hurdles just kind of running over every single one, just tripping. <laughs> no, I'll be right. Next one, bang, down he goes. No, his ankle, finish one. lane. Yeah. But that, that, I thought it was interesting that we go from that promo where they are now to like where we came into the company. Yeah. And it's just like a, it's just a big thing of decline, isn't it? <laughs> it is a well, big Well, this, this was the night when TNA first unveiled their whole idea that they were going to become the number one company in American professional wrestling. Oh, and there's so much hope and optimism, isn't there, in this thing? There, to be fair, yes. There is so, and this is why this show is good to look back on, because this is only six and a half years ago. Yep. This is not a long, long time ago. 
Um, and the this is TNA effectively firing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> literally, everything. In some Any- cases, literally, yes. <laughs> um, so we 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 thought I thought it'd be a good idea as part of this conquista because the prime time version of Conquistadors is mainly not for the big pay per view shows. Yeah, because like last time we did the NXT London show, um, and now I'd say I thought it'd be a good idea to look back on this TNA Impact episode and see if there was like you know obviously hope for the future and was it any good as a show and did it actually um, lead to anything and how that. Um, gave us the TNA we've got now. Because we haven't done any TNA at all. So Thank God. <laughs> we've been going for two years and we've done no TNA at all. Now, I don't want this to be like a... a an anti-TNA show. An anti-TNA show. Yeah. I don't, so that's what I mean. There will be positives in this. There are yes. some parts that you're like, yes, this is probably the right direction. The main event is a cracker. Yeah. Yes. Um, as it's always going to be. When and you to be fair, out. like, you know, in the years previous... Probably since Kurt Angle joined them, they could be a buzz, didn't they? There was good matches oh, going yeah. through. So I mean, you you go back to days of um, Daniel like, Sinaji. Yeah, you, you the go back match like, unstoppable. Yeah, that exactly. Is... Your two thousand and four to around about two thousand and nine, probably just before this, From... and the crowds at the TNA shows are bonkers mm-hmm. because there was a genuine appetite for something that wasn't WWE. Mm. Because obviously WWE, they bought WCW, they bought ECW. There was pretty much Ring of Honor who weren't quite, I don't think, hitting their stride. They were still a bit niche. They've made up a lot more since because a lot of the Ring of Honor guys from that kind of era have been in WWE. Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan being the main kind of guy that you know reached the top there. Seth Rollins as well. Um, but there was a, you know, there was a genuine desire for something different from the usual WWE that they were serving up in sort of the mid two thousands. Um, this, I would argue, Hogan and Bischoff arriving at TNA alongside Vince Russo, let's not forget. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, had he, oh, he was already there when they joined, wasn't he? From what I recall. Was he, he was there long there. He was long there. there. But he was, he was given certainly more control because bearing in mind there was a bit of tension between him and Hogan already. Yeah, because they swore like he'd never worked with, worked with him again, didn't he? Because exactly, all, yeah, all yeah, the problems yeah. at WCW, yeah. while well, that finished, because that didn't end well at all for anybody, did it? Not well, well, like, for anyone. No. Yeah. Um, so this is quite an interesting thing to look back on, essentially. Yeah. Uh, the storyline being, obviously, that Mick Foley is the investor in TNA and would have been in charge alongside Dixie. Um, because let's not forget, there's a period of time where there's a lot of people pissed off with the WWE. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Foley being one of them. Yeah, uh, I mean, at this point, Angle's already there, Foley's there, Sting's there, the Dudleys are there. So they've all, it's not like um, Hogan joining, they just suddenly bring in all these people. A lot of people are already moved across that. A lot, yeah, a lot of the sort of building blocks are already kind of, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hogan was sort of like the final big piece they wanted to add to yeah. the sort of collage to say, this is us. Well, He's the biggest name in American pro wrestling. Yeah, well, he was in 2010. Regardless of what you think of him as an ability in the in the ring, because let's face it, he's pretty limited. Yeah, Hogan is the, uh, the the world's greatest expert as far as wrestling goes of getting a lot out of very little, mm. mm-hmm. and engaging in a crowd. The guy knows how to do it. Oh yeah, um, and that and I say he's the you you, you can know. Practically nothing about wrestling, but you will know the name Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, because he's he's that kind of cultural level guy, isn't he? He's just yeah, like... exactly. So he's 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 an icon of pop culture, as they call him in this broadcast, and they're quite right. Yeah. 
we'll get to that a little bit later. But we open with um, Deep Throaty Man. Um, <laughs> with is uh, that? Do you mean the film Deep Throat, or is that was he like in that film? Do you mean Cameron then, or no? Well, you know, you he know, speaks with a you know, deep, gravelly voice. I was speaks with a deep, gravelly voice. What have you been I was, watching? I, I was going to say dramatic announcing man. <laughs> dramatic announcing man. Well, that's pre-watershed. <laughs> There's a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> one in the front, one in the back. Man. Job done. T-shirt number yeah, five. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> ten pound. Yeah. Um, right. So I love the way it's like at this point he announces kind of going, you know, it's like going, they thought nobody would care. <laughs> yeah, that was like, yes, ah, nobody I'll have did, to learn maybe. that. Maybe. Like, <laughs> Can we, 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 yeah, probably we didn't think anyone would care. Um, and then you get the sound bites of things like Hulk Hogan saying, tonight we're going to take it to the WWE. Yeah, because don't forget, um, this is live on a Monday night when this airs. This, mm-hmm. this went up against Raw. This went up against the same Raw that Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels hugged it out. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, let's not forget. I'm assuming that um, was the, they sorted that out after TNA announced they were going head to head, didn't they? And they were like, right, let's do something special. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, yeah here's, so. here's Brett and Shawn Michaels burying the hatchet. If after. only somebody read Bret Hart's book. Yeah, if only someone was here, it would. Yeah. yeah um, Can I also I say that the fireworks at the beginning like like the cheapest sounding fireworks ever? <laughs> they <laughs> yes, are a bit, yeah. They, it's good. They are, <laughs> They're, they're kind of one of those amazing heartbacks to WCW because WCW's pyro was never that, oh, never that good. Oh, it's not great either. Um, Do they fail or sound like crap? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think this is, that, uh, that's, that kind of, we'll probably return to that thing about it being, you know, a bit like WCW because it I think... It does get a lot like WCW. <laughs> didn't they film... I think they. I, I looked into it. They did film some WCW shows in that arena where the TNA Impact Zone is. No, they wasn't, that film, wasn't that where they filmed Saturday Night? Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't Nitro, but it was some of the the kind of B level shows were filmed in that yeah. place where they were. So it is kind of you know touching back on that kind of history, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's what Impact needed. Impact needed a ring that revolved, like WWE Saturday Night did. It would have worked with a six hundred rings, though, wouldn't it? it yeah, it would have been great. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. Anyway, we get uh, Bubba the Love Sponge. Oh, can I just? God, this... There's a bit. This bit here where it says, like, for a moment, I was paralyzed with terror because it said. Uh, are now like Hulk Hogan's friend, Bubba the Lebster, but Bubba the Leb Sponge, and here's some video they shot earlier. And I was like, "Whoa! <laughs> oh, no, 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 no! Oh no, it's yeah, VT you, outside." Just your chaos whisper starting up. It's like, oh, oh Christ, no! Yeah. Um, it's like, no. Obviously, how obviously that's looking back at it from a historical at the time, it would have been fine. No one would have blinked. But you watch it now, you're like, in oof. There's a sentence that's not going to get heard ever again. No, exactly. <laughs> it's now, never going to get heard ever again. I would argue when you when you're pulling the audio for this show, um, <laughs> this part is audio gold. Are, are you referring yes. to the audio clips from people outside? Yes, I am. When you watch wrestling, what do you want to see different for TNA? I just want to see some of the old school. I want to see some wrestling. I don't want to see some of this kid that we see nowadays. I want to see the stuff I grew up on back when. Hulk Hogan was with Andre the Giant, the Ultimate Warrior. I want to see wrestling. What brings you out here tonight, honey? Those sexy wrestlers. What else? They're hot. They're sweaty. They're big. I love them. What do you expect from wrestling in the new TNA? What do you expect, buddy? I expect that pro wrestling is going to get a change. Hulkamania is coming. Vince McMahon, you have no idea what's coming at you, brother. Watch out. Hulk Hogan, greatest wrestler of all time, coming to TNA now. 
WWE sucks, TNA! What we can do better for a hot 21-year-old like yourself that might want to watch TNA a little bit more. Just the kiddie stuff, you know. I'm not a five-year-old. I like to see the guys get down and dirty, you know, blood, chairs on the head, all that good stuff. This is a year of TNA wrestling. Ain't no stopping us right now. It's all about TNA. I have crossed the line. TNA! But, hey, uh, let me ask you a question. Aren't you taking the uh, Hulk Hogan gimmick a little farther, kid? Not at all, brother. Gotta represent Hulk Hogan. Love that guy. Love him. Follow him to the gates of hell. Vince McMahon, you have no idea what you're up against now, brother. TNA rules. I want to see some real wrestling like the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah, like the ultimate war in Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant, so who's been there. dead for how long? <laughs> yes, I want to see yeah. proper wrestling. Yeah, proper wrestling. <laughs> like like when I was six. Behind. The woman who wants to see real wrestling, like, get yeah, chair shots please, on head. Please, please, please get the woman who's like, why are you here? I'm here for the sexy wrestlers. <laughs> They're sweaty. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. what? She's kind of been at the park all day, been like, led in there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, yes. And the woman who wants to see unprotected chair headshots. Like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And the other guy who says that he would follow Hulk Hogan to the gates of hell. Yes. But maybe by going to see this impact, he has. Maybe. <laughs> just, just ask Gawker. Yeah, well, well oh, God. Anyway, um, your ta- your announcing team tonight are Taz and Mike Tenay. Mike Tenay, bless him, who in WCW was kind of like WCW's kind of like technical wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. I remember- you know, Mike Tenay knew the names of all the moves. He knew the histories of everyone. He was well researched, and he was really—he was a joy to hear. Mike Tenay in WCW he was probably one of the best parts of it. And now he's in TNA, <laughs> trying to put over all this. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, the opening match is a Steel Asylum match. The list of participants in this match is long and very exhaustive. <laughs> is that uh, your way of saying you're not going to read out all the names? Well. Probably not. But you've got the motor- <laughs> machine guns, uh, mm-hmm. Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. You've got Homicide and Kyoshi, who are from Team World Elite, is it? Yeah. Yep. Um, you've got Lethal Consequences, which yes. is Jay Lethal and Consequences Creed, who is mm. now obviously Xavier Woods. Wow. And it's unusual to see him with a mustache. I like him with a mask. He does look quite cool. He's got a massive afro as well. It just he looks a lot younger now than he did then. Did you ever yeah. play uh, the early versions of the WWE Supercard app? Yes. Yes. Because Xavier Woods popped up in that and like it was obviously before the New Day promo. Mm. And he looked kind of like he had a mustache in on, on this photo and he kinda of looked like a bulked up uh, little Richard. <laughs> and oh, he looked man. he looked brilliant in it. I was like, wow, why can't he be like that on like on TV? He looks great, but obviously, you know. We had the new day and the bootios, and everything was fine. Everything was all good. Yep. Um, there's suicide as well, which let's not forget. Yep. Only invented by TNA for the purposes of advertising a video game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Amazing Red because he's X Division champion. Yeah. What uh, happened to Amazing Red? Uh, I think it just put back to the Indies again. Did he? Does he still? No. I was just like when he popped up, I was like kind of going, "Oh yeah, I remember hearing so much about Amazing Red, like sort of you know six, seven years ago, and then nothing." Is he now like the decent Red then? Probably. <laughs> the, the, the all right red. red. The passive red. Yeah. <laughs> the, the all right red. The all right red. Can I just say as well, like when they get into that ring, like it's actually quite hard to see in the ring because of the way yeah, the, the, the bars. Are, I was going to say exactly the same thing. Because like cage for years, I've kind of gone like I mean, maybe you see like the, uh, the 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 current WWE cages. It's not like chicken wire, but it's quite thin wire, isn't it? Kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, and I, yeah. I'm always like, oh man, I wish they bring back that old kind of blue cage. And then you realise you couldn't actually see the people in the ring. Mm-hmm. No, from the really hard camera angle, which so this one, because up. of the angles of the like you know the um, the six sided ring, 
it's really hard to see inside. But then you yeah. do notice as well that one side of it is just like wobbly as fuck. Exactly. Like the yeah. whole th- it's just like leaning away from the rest of the contraption by about a good three inches. It's like that that doesn't it, look safe. It has a slight wooden feel to it yeah. as well. And then yeah. you've got the kind of domed roof on top, like the um it's essentially yeah. like the um oh what's the Relation Chamber. Thank you, yes. The Elimination Chamber out the pods, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, it's the same kind of design. But in the Elimination Chamber, to be fair, they don't expect wrestlers to climb up the inside <laughs> of a curve. No, no, and, and out through a hole at the top, top. which mm-hmm. is must take a hell of a toll on your upper body strength. Oh, didn't they send in the tag team one? Didn't they send up um, Callisto up there? Yes, they did. Yeah, but then but like he's, he's like, the kind of size guy you'd expect to get up there because yeah, Callisto weighs like a bag of sugar. Exactly. Exactly. So that that, that seems fine, but mm. asking people to kind of crawl up that and then out through a hole in the top. Seems a little daft, which I think it's the finish to the match, but we'll get there in a minute. Yeah, well, yeah. there's not. Well, we'll get there in less than a minute because there's <laughs> much to write home can about. I, can I talk about the finish to this match? You can. <laughs> well, we might as well talk the about finish. the finish because there's nothing in the middle. Because even Taz at one stage says there's so much action going on, it's really hard to follow. Because yeah. <clears throat> you can't well, see inside uh, the ring, Taz. You can't yeah. see inside the ring. <laughs> so, usually, gentlemen, how do matches of this type end? Someone escapes. Escapes. Okay. Or, or they get or, or they hit somebody with the um, the mop and the bucket if it's in a, an asylum match. Oh dear God, no! Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> this match ended in a no contest. Yeah. Yeah, that right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the fucking fucking fuck. I'll tell you why it ended like that. Because they realised no, no, because they realised that nobody could actually climb out of the ring. Well, couldn't they have worked out prior to putting the match together? Well, no, because that would make sense, wouldn't it, Ewan? I was quite surprised that a cage match, you could have like it. Well, I thought they were going to call it a DQ, but apparently they called it a no contest because he pulled out that thing. But normally yeah. they're like, they're no disqualification matches on it. Well, that's the thing yeah. me as well. Like, you're already like inside a ring, inside a giant steel thing. What's a weapon going to do? <laughs> yeah. And I think what they were doing, they, I think they were working up to a spot because Homicide beats everybody up with his... Yeah, with the stick, including his own partner, yeah. goes yeah. up to the uh, like starts trying to get out, even though the match is finished, and they can't make it. Can't make it. But then everybody else kind of wakes up, realizes what he's doing. They start climbing up the cell as well, and then he falls mm-hmm. off. Yeah. So I get the feeling he was supposed to stay up there a bit longer to let them all get up there to kind of do a big yeah. spot, and it just and then you know. Dixie just went, you know what, end this shit. <laughs> How can we end this? Let's bring out Jeff Hardy. Yeah. You know, well, bearing in mind, right, that Jeff Hardy, I mean. Was it SummerSlam 2009 he was in the main event against CM Punk? Yes, it was. So Jeff Hardy at this time... It's one of the hottest people He's, a, he's probably one of the hottest signings that they've they've got they could get their hands on. Mm. And this is what I mean. A lot of people were seemingly quite pissed off with WWE. Jeff Hardy, he'd, he'd let his contract expire, hadn't he? And he yes. never came to an agreement on a new one. Mm. Wasn't he on the verge of getting suspended again for a drug thing? Or was that me? I just... can't remember, but I, I remember... He did suspension before for drugs. Yeah. And I'm wondering maybe he was on the verge of getting the third one. Because I'm quite sure he did two. I yeah, remember him signing a really short... Did he not sign a really short-term contract, like three months? Possibly. And like sense. another title reign, and that was like post-SummerSlam. And after that, he just didn't want to sign another one, then left. Mm. And they couldn't come to any agreement, so he just disappeared. And then obviously decided that he was going to sign for TNA. Mm. So this was him making his debut. Yeah. Um, he comes out to his an obvious piece of theme music that he has written and, and performed himself. That is blatantly his voice singing it. Wait, wait. 
suggestion wrestlers should not be allowed to do this because all the time it is terrible no no there is one exception oh sorry there is an exception here yes and mm. it's Shawn Michaels singing okay. his own theme song Shawn- I thought you were going to say the Honky Tonk Man uh, well, oh okay. there's now there's two exceptions there's <laughs> two exceptions to that rule I got a long side burns and my hair slipped back I'm coming to your town and my pink Cadillac I'm just a Honky Tonk Man Oh, and um, does Big Cass uh, singing Blue Pants theme count? No. No. <sighs> All right. No. Don't be daft. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's a bit late for that now, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. No, Jeff Hardy basically comes out through the crowd, leaps over the barrier. It takes the crowd a long time to work out what's going on. Yeah, because it's a big red thing in a way. Because it's a strange theme song, and he comes from the crowd, and he's cut his hair. Mm -hmm. I remember at the time thinking, why has he cut his hair? Because he just looks from the back. It would just not look like him. Because he's extreme. Yeah, yeah. Um, So he leaps over the barrier, Gets attacked by Homicide, yeah. who's now on the outside. Really awkwardly, because the kind of structure of the cage is all yeah, like where they're trying to walk there's over. There's not much room between like the struts of the cage and the actual barrier for the crowd. And then they end up going up to the aisle. Uh, Jeff Hardy batters Homicide over the, the head. Nasty with chair a, shot. Nasty chair shot. And then um, does a... Um, is it Whisper in the Wind? No, it's Twisted Fate. Twisted Fate. Twist fate. Whisper in the Wind's... Uh, the, yeah, the, aye, the other one. Turnbuckle one. Um, and then lays out homicide. Everyone else is in the ring, kind of waiting for Jeff to come in. Mm-hmm. So Jeff kind of scales the top of the, the, the steel asylum, then just sits on the top of <laughs> Yep. Well, it's clearly like they paid the money to get the kind of, you know, the boom camera in there. Yeah. And, and they can't get the good mm-hmm. shot of somebody coming out because no one can actually get out of the said structure. So they just thought, you know what, sod it, we'll just go with Just sit this. on it, Jeff, and then we'll just get a shot just to justify us paying the rent for this thing. Job yeah, done. pretty much. Pretty much. Job done. There you go. There's your opening match. That's, your opening match is a waste of time, basically. And it's a, <laughs> a vehicle for Jeff Hardy's debut, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah. X Division, non title, no, no, no yep, contest. Nothing, nothing at all. Taz and Mike Janay then hype up Hogan, who's apparently on his way. With a police escort and his limo. With a police escort, yeah, there's a police escort and his uh, limo. I mean, it's no Alexa Express, but we'll do what we do. <laughs> We go backstage for Christy Hemi interviewing Kevin Nash, who genuinely looks like he can't, can't be up. You've missed a bit. Have I missed a bit? You've missed a bit where um, Jeff Hardy walks backstage and meets up with Shannon Moore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. after the commercial break. That'll pay off later. Don't you worry about that. That'll pay off later because we're going to get <laughs> some uh, Art- Neil Buchanan art attack going on. What's this? It's a touch of my sadness. I'm so lovely. off topic. Did anybody see on Facebook on the gym will paint it? Someone did like, oh, Neil Buchanan goes crazy and not attack out of people's bodies. Yes. It's like a big face made out of bodies and he's killed him. It's fucking brilliant. Brilliant. Anyway, Kevin Nash is with Christy Hemi. 
Christy Hemi, bless her, who should, I feel she might catch a chill. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm Are a you, bit worried about the girl. You say she might, she might be slightly sexualized as a backstage announcer. I, I think the production budget could possibly have stretched to getting her a good bra. Would she be the T in the TNA? At this moment, yes. Anyway, but Kevin Nash raises the point that whatever company Hogan has been in has been number one. Yeah, Doesn't quite finish that point by saying, and sometimes explodes in on itself yeah. and then ceases to exist. Well, so he's, he's too busy being stroked by her, isn't he? She keeps stroking his chest. She does a bit. Yeah, it's a bit yeah, weird, isn't it? It's sort of like, hello, big daddy. It's like, okay, that's enough out of you. We are getting closer and closer to the arrival of Hulk Hogan, and the impact zone is absolutely buzzing with excitement. But I think this guy has been excited for quite a while. Big sexy Kevin Nash. Does it show? It does. Oh, I thought it might. Stand next to you does that to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, my demeanor's... Uh... I mean, he's, he's several years off starring in Magic Mike as the least mobile stripper of all time. <laughs> It's the least <laughs> mobile stripper of all. Seriously, have you seen the film? He just kind of walks on stage no, and flexes and walks <laughs> Oh, it's not that. Start up you. He comes on stage like a massive knee brace because clearly his knees are still that bad. It's like a stripper with a knee brace. That makes no sense. Actually, to be fair, a less mobile stripper would be a quadruple amputee just sort of stumbling along. <laughs> Concreted to the floor. They're more mobile than Kevin Nash's as a stripper. I think that's- <laughs> I think that's pretty specialist. If you're gonna if you're gonna phone up and go, can I have a stripper, please? But one that's got concrete feet. It's a very niche market, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere. It's probably out there somewhere, yeah. somewhere in the back streets of Hong Kong. It's probably available. <laughs> what happens that you actually get a phone call from a 1950s gangster who's about to like cement something? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Before I go, off here, can I have Kevin Nash, river. please? <laughs> right. Um, so I'm going to be Kevin Nash. No, something cripple me. <laughs> Your next match is um, Tara versus ODB. Oh, Tara um, Spider. I have a yes. hit flask before she comes down to the ring. So ODB, little shot of a hit flask because she's classy. Oh, she is. I well to be to be fair for the ODB character. Consider what she's surrounded by. <laughs> Good point. She's at least something a bit different. Yeah. What trash? Okay, she is. Her full name is one dirty bitch, but. It's at least something a bit different from like some kind of like, you know, as we've already discussed, tits and arse. <laughs> the match, this is a women's championship match. Oh, sorry, a knockout championship match. Yeah, not a diva match, uh, a knockout. Not divas, no, 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 knockout, which they're still using now. They're yeah. still using the knockout division. I really thought they would quietly ditch it after WWE ditched the divas thing. They will, but it'll take them about three, four years to get around to it though, won't it? That's what will happen. Probably, yeah, but I, I, think, they, I think they probably would want to ditch it. But they don't want to appeal it, they're just doing it because WB did it. <laughs> so they're stuck. So it's that difficult nothing. kind of thing of, mm, yeah, we'll drop it sometime. Tana doesn't even get a chance to get her, uh, like her training top off and uh, before she's battered by ODB. Um, there's a massive running clothesline out of the corner. Tara gets a standing moonsault in for a two count. And then she's... She actually... Tara uses the tarantula, i.e. the submission move. Yeah. The one that AG but, does. Or did. The, yeah, and Tajiri. Yeah. Yeah, the one that's pretty pointless because your opponent's already in contact with the ropes. Yeah. So you <laughs> can't actually use it for more than five seconds. Yeah. Unless you get them to submit in less than five seconds, which seems practical. Which no one ever does. No one ever no. does. ODB reverses a powerbomb attempt into a roll-up and wins. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Yay. It literally goes about two minutes. The video match. I watched, she pulls the tight so much that they have to mosaic it out. 
Yeah, they have to. Yeah, they 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 do glitch out um, Tara's arse. Then go straight to the crowd very quickly. <laughs> yes. And then go straight to the crowd very quickly. Then Tara gets out the. Um, she hits the widow's peak on ODB as ODB celebrating with the belt, and then she gets her spider out. Saucy. Uh, here. She gets. She gets <laughs> that sounds terrible. She gets a spider out, does she? Oh my there's goodness! Probably, there's probably a niche for that. There's probably a niche for that somewhere in Hong Kong. <laughs> there's a nice show title coming up. Um, get your spider out. Get your spider out. Uh, um, she gets Stonemania. I've just put down here. It's hardly Jake Roberts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not exactly a snake, is it? No, because the snake's kind of really obvious on television. Yeah, being as it's large and usually a bright yellow or green color. Yeah. So when you put like a dark colored spider on dark colored clothes. Yeah, it's kind of like, where is it? Where is it? It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. gone. They then cut backstage again. Ric Flair is here in your second surprise of the night. Yep. Because obviously Ric Flair had left the WWE, you know, well, obviously quit uh, after (laughs) the match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Was that 25, was it? So so the the year year previous WrestleMania was it when he had his retirement? Um, 24, I think it was. 24. Because 25 was Shawn Michaels' take apart one. Yeah. Correct. So Um, so that's two years well, maybe two years after his retirement match then. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So obviously, well, Flair has, what, four, three ex-wives? <laughs> Some of that. Um, Gotta pay the alimony. Pay the alimony. So he needs he needs some dough. He's slagged TNA to the hilt in recent interviews. <laughs> <laughs> saying that they weren't important and all this kind of stuff. But here he is at the time, obviously need the money. So anyway, he walks in apparently to AJ Styles' dressing room, as as you do, because people just walk in off the street. and walk into, Well, not everybody. Walk as Mick Foley proves next. Yes, as Mick Foley proves next, yeah, he's because obviously Ric Flair is just a random. Foley is a major investor, disregarding the fact that Foley is widely renowned as being one of the tightest arses in the entire wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like he saved all his money, but anyway, and he's wearing like a cowboy wrestler jacket. What they yeah, dangly things Foley, over it. Foley might be a disruptive influence um, on proceedings. Well, in that he might go, that's rubbish. Do something better. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that would be trash. That's disruptive, guys. The next thing we get is an in-ring promo with Bobby Lashley and Crystal Lashley, who have obviously, once again, they've left the WWE uh, under really bad terms, hmm. um, actually. but uh, was not a friendly um, uh, leaving. No, he left. Did Lashley not leave and get pissed off because they sacked Crystal? Yes. Who was his girlfriend at the time and then became his wife afterwards. They pulled, he yeah. pulled a Jerry Lawler. A little bit, yeah, but then didn't return. So my, my big question of this was, why is Bobby Lashley not talking for himself? Because he's got his wife to do it. His wife's there. Well, yeah, so, then, then I remembered that Bobby Lashley might look like a million dollars, but when he opens his mouth, he does still sound <laughs> like a small child. <laughs> yep. um, so that's probably why his yeah. wife's talking for him. There's, uh, Bobby Lashley wants apparently released from his contract, and he doesn't believe there's any competition left in TNA for him. Um, regardless of the fact that he's not world champion. Mm. And also, the brutal irony, as I pointed out in the Facebook group last night, lads, is that for a storyline where Bobby Lashley once released from his contract, he's about the only one in tonight's show that's still in the company today. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Just couldn't escape. Nope. Couldn't, couldn't escape. escape. Couldn't escape. Um, so, yeah, Crystal Lashley basically says that she wants Hulk Hogan to annul um, Bobby's contract, and then they swanny out the ring, and that's it. Mm hmm. We then get to the traditional bit of a wrestling show where it's pretty much an embarrassment if a non-wrestling fan watches. Now, this is the, you're referring to the backstage promo poker match with what I believe are the uh, group called the Beautiful People. Beautiful Correct. People. There's uh, Velvet Sky 
Angelina Love, and I don't know who the lassie on the left is. Some other person. I don't know if you guys spotted this, but this oh. whole segment feels slightly sexualized. Follow me, Mr. Cameraman. What I'm about to show you will have your eyes thanking you for the rest of your life. That is, if your camera doesn't melt first. <laughs> I know. Ladies! I'm getting that feeling. It's a little first. bit, little bit. Oh, yeah. They're playing poker, but they yeah. haven't got any chips to bet with. Yeah. So they might have to use anything available to them, which, uh, which would be their clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably. Although to so, be fair to her, like the um the line they say is, Oh, we're gonna do this without a safety net, and the other one says, Who's a net? That's not a bad line. So we decided, since poker shows are so popular today, that we were going to make one of our own. Live without a net. Who's a net? <sighs> is she hot? Sweetie? Just look at your cards and let's get through this hand, okay? Okay. Can do this. All right. I'll take two. Pair of tens. Holler! <laughs> What you got? Mm, poop. Three sixes. Oh. That only adds up to 15, carry the one. 18. So I guess you beat me. I guess I did, but I, I mean, I only close. have all these heart people. I have the guy with the hat on at heart, the A of heart. This sucks. Oh, sweetie, I'm sorry you lost. Yeah, but it, <laughs> put it on here. Is, is, is the whole gimmick that they're all absolutely thick as mints? Yeah. Yes. Because it really is bloody terrible. They're very, very superficial and. Uh, yeah, but then like she's going through her cards, the one left, and she's like, "Oh, I've got this. The, I've got the the Lady of Hearts and the A of Hearts." I thought that was quite a good line as well. It's delivered really badly, but you know, the, the, there's, yeah, a, there's could, something could, there yeah, that yeah, would yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. But there's something that whole opinion is like, on, "Yeah, you're just there for being sort of sexualized, yeah. and no, you're all absolutely thick as mint." This, this is essentially the the, the the five minute free view before the adult channel starts. <laughs> it's just well, like stuff's going to happen in a minute. Don't you worry, boys. If you oh, can, if you, just wait you, a minute. Oh, if you, if you can knock one out in that time, then you're okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and it's right. to your credit. Save me nineteen ninety nine ones. Nice. At um, this point, there's a video I thought was quite interesting for the TNA Video Vault. Yeah, yes. exactly the same thing. Does does this still exist? I don't, I don't think it actually. Hang on, because uh, it's fourteen dollars seventeen cents a month, which seems a weird number. <laughs> doesn't exactly roll off the tongue like nine ninety nine. No, it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, oh well, never mind. The thing is, it was probably a, one of the things Tinny did that was probably about two, three years too early. Because I don't know if the infrastructure would have been there to deliver that kind of video content. Because am I right in thinking Netflix would have started, but only really in America? Probably, yeah. And it took probably about another two years before that came to the UK, two, three years? Yeah, what Netflix, well, I'd say probably about four years Netflix. Yeah, so I think... Big time? So you, there wouldn't have been the a con- you wouldn't have had like any kind of like apps to play on your console or whatever? No. Wouldn't have played, because you would have had what, a PS3 and Xbox 360 then, probably wouldn't have played neither of those two. Maybe on the 360, but no. definitely wouldn't have played on the PS3 because that was really bad for playing online video. So... It was a really good idea, but it was just way too soon, and probably not with because it's just the TNA content. If they could have like crowbarred in some other content into there as well, yeah, like the WWE stuff is like you know you got all of WCW stuff and you got like all the old Mid South stuff, and yeah, because they've, kind of they've got all of the tape so archives, they've got all the video libraries as well, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, so it's uh, not just for like the person who likes WWE. You can kind of go, oh, actually, you can watch all this stuff on there as well. You know, like, all the old things, all that kind of stuff. Whereas 
the TNA history is only going to go back, what, 10 years or so? Pretty much, yeah. It's not going to be a lot. Yeah, even this is like $300 plus, it's not really that much. It's, well, it's probably loads if you're a TNA fan, but it's not enough, I think, to justify paying that much. No. no so, good good idea, boys. Good idea. Yeah, it's probably one of those ideas that they had, and it seemed like a sound idea, but yeah, in practice, it's not going to work too, too soon. Well. Too soon. Then we get um, Sean Waltman and Scott Hall, who want into the building. Uh, um, Scott Hall wants into the bar for crying out loud. Look at him. He's not. Yeah. This, this is, is Scott Hall good. in the midst of all his troubles, isn't it? This is Scott Hall, probably not at his lowest of the low. Not, for, it's getting but out, not isn't far he? off. It's the same really with Jeff Hardy, you think about it. Both of them had troubles, kind of got yeah. over a little bit, but then they were soon to kind of go even to plenty more depth, weren't they? Pretty much, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, yeah, Jeff Hardy is. Probably about a year, 18 months away from that infamous match against Sting. Sting match, Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you can he call was, it a match. Yeah, he was far too gone, yeah. basically. And that's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they get we get more Hogan limo action. He's getting closer. Oh, but wait. They, they pull up to the next another limo and someone jumps across. Someone jumps across, yeah. Who might that be? I'm sure we'll find out about that later. Pretty much. And then we go back to the arena because Hall and Waltman are in anyway. Did they get tickets or something? Or are they just there now? I don't know. They just appear. They, they started told... a fight with the uh, security guards, didn't they? And then suddenly I they're in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just they just get in anyway. Yeah. It's all Good. fine. It's all fine. Then we get the fight, the, the part which I really thought would come at the end of the show, but the, the way they're hyping it. But Hogan enters the building and enters the arena and comes out and cuts what is probably the most terminally dull promo. <laughs> This yep. entire segment is just overlong and yep. meaningless. Yeah. Because um, we get Hogan, who is in the ring on his own, and he says that TNA is going to be the number one company in the world. That's his big promise. That's his promise. Uh, Hall and Waltman jump the barrier, and then you get Hogan says, if you've got something to say, say it now, because he lets them in the ring. Originally, security are going to like knock back Sean Waltman and Scott Hall, but then Hogan's like, no, they've obviously got something to say to yeah. get him in the ring. So he steps in the ring, and then Hogan looks at Scott Hall and says, say what you got to say. And then all you get is Scott Hall going, hey, yo. <laughs> and that's it. Like he's really drunk, like, hey, yo. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy. <laughs> Point out as well because uh, obviously we had about what five ten shots of uh, at least an hour's worth of shots of Hogan's limo approaching the arena. Yeah, and he gets in the ring and he says, oh, "I've been talking to the talent backstage all day." So if you've been yeah. backstage talking to the talents, where were you? Why did you <laughs> go thinking, off? She was she was doing it via uh, via Skype. Why did you drive off very far away, get into a limo and a motorcade, then come back to the arena? He needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume you mean beer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, you know. Well, you probably, you probably just drove off to have sex with his wife, I expect. 
Probably, yeah. When Bubba the Love Sponge is obviously in the arena, so he's busy. <laughs> he's a, yeah, off he goes. So he's not going to be. So he makes a quick, uh, <laughs> a quick flying booty call. All Bubba the Love Sponge's wife, and then that's fine. Oh, you know, <laughs> so, romantic. so romantic. Anyway, Hall is after a paycheck, but Hogan says he doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a ra- this is a rambling promo, basically saying this won't be WCW Mark II. Honest, not the way it was. Not the way it was. Will be the yep. way it was. Then Kevin Nash comes down, and then Hogan says he wants to do the right thing, whatever that means. Then Eric <laughs> Bischoff comes down, who rather bizarrely they feel the need on commentary to explain who he is. <laughs> and then one of the best Bischoff quotes in this is, we took on the 800-pound gorilla and spanked him. Yeah, then you burned quite spectacularly. Yeah. Said gorilla turn round and... Turned you into said gorilla turned round with an equally sort of bald goateed gorilla <laughs> with his own pickup truck <laughs> and then smashed you in the head. Well, you're really going for that metaphor there, aren't you? I was really going for that metaphor, yeah. The gorilla that Bischoff had released a few years beforehand because the gorilla was injured yeah. and the gorilla couldn't perform. That gorilla being like uh, uh, Cranky Kong? Yeah, and exactly. Their gorilla is uh, Diddy Kong and they hit Donkey Kong. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Basically, I'm saying they're all monkeys from Donkey Kong. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a good analogy. <laughs> Thank you. Came up with it themselves. They, they forget the fact that WCW's been dead now for nine years. Yeah, and they killed it, by the way. And Sean Waltman is there pretending that he was a big part in WCW. He was the one that got sacked in 1998. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> Everyone has to earn their spot, says Hogan, because obviously Hogan's earned his spot wherever he's gone. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's always earned that, hasn't he? Always, always earned that from where we've gone. Uh, and then Dixie seems to be loving this because she's clapping away, you know, by basically watching the demise of her entire company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watching the two men who will who will drag, bring this company to its knees. Yeah. Through, like, all the money they waste. There's a rather brilliantly pathetic moment where Eric Bischoff asks for a producer on camera and it takes them ages to find one. And you're kind of thinking, oh dear. So bring me, uh, bring me a format. If we're going to make some changes, why don't we start right now? Where's the producer? Who's got a format for me? Somebody's got a format. Where's the producer? Where is he? Come on, I want to see a format. Somebody give me a format. All right. This is what... This is what we thought, or I should say. Because everybody knows yeah. what that is in relation to the show. Bring me format. And then he rips it up because obviously the this is an old TNA. No, 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 no. This is this also isn't WCW Mark II at yeah. all in any way. So I, we... I also like the fact that he rips up said format after they have like two matches and they're like about an hour into the show. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a third of the night gone. Yeah. Why not why not just do that at the beginning and just, you know. But then as this Promo ends, thank God, because it's about 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. We see Sting up in the rafters because it's not going to be WCW Mark II. <laughs> yeah, so they just frame so it. They just wholesale lift an idea that was from, from WCW. WCW. Yeah, having just said it wasn't going to be like that anymore. Well, anyway. Well, like Hogan says, if you can't talk and you can't wrestle, go up north. Yeah, pretty much go up north. Uh, yeah, Samoa Joe, go up north. Yeah, AJ Samoa Joe, Styles. Can't, you can't wrestle. AJ Styles. Go yeah. up north. Foley again. Get 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 back up north. Yeah, get back up north where the pay is a lot better. 
Yeah. And the, yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um, I genuinely forgot that TNA had some knockout tag titles. Um. Yeah, I kind of forgot as well. I mean, yeah. doing that. See, uh, WWE did. Did they have some for a little while? No. No. I thought they no. did. Did they have some tag no. teams going there for a little while? I think they maybe. I think they maybe did like in. 1987 or something like that but not mm. anywhere near recently no no way just had a trios title did they not yeah I think so I know they were a six man belt for a while mm. a little while as a kind of experiment kind of thing but it always seems brave to have a, a women's tag team belt whenever because the women's division always seems to be quite thin anyway yeah there's always a lot thin there's on the ground no kind of real tag team history really is no. there no not at all but it's an interesting idea to have women's tag teams yeah. and you get Awesome Kong in the ring so that's good because Awesome Kong's good Awesome Kong is really good. So she's uh, teaming with Hamara against Sarita and Taylor Wilde. Mm-hmm. The show needs more Taylor Wilde. I thought she was kind of, she appeared in like TNA for like a year and then disappeared. I just want to look at her more. You dirty boy. What? Dear God. What? There'll be no talk of bloody women. <laughs> yeah. There'll be no, no sexualising women in TNA. There'll be no sexualizing women in TNA, nor on this podcast. I'm trying to appeal to our one listener. <laughs> yes, I know. Even I, d- I, you know, I, I did enough of the sort of pretty lady thing for the <laughs> NXT show when we talked about Emma. <laughs> anyway, Anachka, she's a, she's she's a lady. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it was the London show. I don't know. Maybe I've got a thing for women in blue lipstick. I'm not sure. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, they have a match and it finishes. <laughs> That's about all you can say about it. Well, yeah, I was, I said, this, this is actually probably by default the best match tonight. <laughs> at least uh, it's, given, finish. <laughs> it's given more than three minutes. It goes across that break, doesn't it? Because they cut to like uh, Kong and her partner beating up on the floor and they come back with him like on top and winning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I've got it. Um, also, the, the basic front part of the match is that Awesome Kong cannot be lifted off her feet. Cannot be lifted off her feet because she's Awesome Kong. Hamada's got some huge chops on her. Kong goes for a powerbomb a while, it's reverse, but then they kind of go into a powerbomb anyway. It looks really yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a bit where Kong sits on Sarita, just literally just sits on her, yeah. um, and gets a two count out of it. But she gets like drop kick to the face, which is quite a good way to break a count, that little bit. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. And then the end comes when uh, Kong sits up uh, uh, Sarita on her shoulders, and Hamada goes off the ropes and drop kicks her off. It's kind of like a doomsday device mm. with a drop kick. And um, then I think awesome Kong kind of power bombs at the same kind of time and then they uh, pin she pins them and uh, they win the tag titles so Hamada and awesome Kong are your new knockout tag team uh, champions it's actually a fairly decent match don't forget they also interrupt the match as well to show the machine gun team getting beaten up backstage machine guns are backstage beat up yes whoever's done that we don't know yeah mystery Mister, it's a mystery. It's not the only unsolved thing of the evening. No, <laughs> um, I've put it down here as well. Oh God, here's the beautiful people back this time with added Val Venus. <laughs> Rather amusingly, in this terrible promo, there's two things that kind of save it: the fact that they nearly call Val Venus Val Venus, and yep. he kind of has to cut around the fact that that's copyright and he can't. He can't call me let's that. not worry about names. <laughs> yeah. What do we have here? Ladies, could you use a fourth for your little threesome? <laughs> hey, I know you. You're... Ah, let's not get all caught up with old names now, shall we? Instead, why don't we get caught up 
in the excitement. But he sounds really, he sounds really sex pest. I mean, I think there's a bit of a thin line between, you know, Mr. Lover Lover Man and pure sex pest. Yeah. Because when he's like going, hello, it's just so, no. (laughs) No, Val, or whatever your name is in this company, I forget. So, and then he's like, kind of, I'm thinking, he he goes on about, I just got out of the shower and I've only got a towel. Like, he's not been wrestling at all. Why is he in the showers? Why not? Because he's Valvinus and he's not, well, he's yeah, not Valvinus. He, he's what? a wrestler who's getting ready for a match. So that's why he's been in the shower. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's been playing the 10 minute free if you gave him just got a wee bit of a sweaty. <laughs> he's been in the shower, got a towel on and he's just wandering around the backstage arena just poking his head through doors until he finds a, a naked poke game going on. Yeah, pretty much with three ladies. Yeah. So um, that's yeah. what he does. That's what he does. That's his gimmick. The bit that kind of saves this is right at the end when Val Venus sits down and then they agree to carry on with the game and it's um, it's the bit where Velvet Sky checks out his arse <laughs> keeps that <laughs> behind him I just thought it was quite funny for an off the cuff thing but it's, apart from that his teeth grindingly awful it's very much yeah. confessions of a professional wrestler isn't it from like the 1970s yeah. sex comedy but without the comedy <laughs> <laughs> all the yeah. sex and just the yeah. aero operation new tree all about it like it's, it's, just... ama- it's amazing when you get different countries of this you know I mean you know in France it's summed up by je t'aime in Britain it's summed up by weep <laughs> it needs some swanny whistle that's what this bit needed whoop look at that that's what it needed <laughs> what and so one one of the beautiful people going oh you are awful yeah. <laughs> she starts doing like stretches and the bra flies off that's what it needed that's what it needed a bit of, a bit of comedy never anybody never and anybody if it, if it was at all possible it would have flown off through the air and landed on William Regal's head at the other end of the room <laughs> yes just to cap it off it would have if it's disgruntled by it then pocket it in his inside cup pocket <laughs> He would like <laughs> dabbed his forehead with sweat and oh no, what's that? I'll put it away. Uh-huh. Oh, oh man. Um, security are doing a great job tonight because Mick Foley's trying to get the building. <laughs> now, now, lads. He scaled the outside of the building, got inside, and now he's only yeah. one door away from being actually in the arena now. Yeah. Uh, he can like, saw a snake. This is all the guys <laughs> like, no, Mick, we'll lose our jobs. We'll lose our jobs. Yeah, we'll lose our jobs. I don't want to get you to lose your jobs. I'll and tell you what, you though. Did... But right behind Mick are the saviors of this show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, don't the forget. Class uh, fucking hell. Just don't forget. wrestling tag team. Don't forget, if, if Hulk Hogan's in charge, you get Hulk Hogan's friends coming along as well. Yeah, and that, you know that means the Nasty Boys. Who are... Well, I'd be interested to know when the Nasty Boys last wrestled. <laughs> uh, 2000-something. <laughs> to be Probably fair... Even it could have been worse. It could have been a bit brutal as the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> in any of his 33 gimmicks exactly. he's had in his life. It could have been any, could have, you know, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. That's what I'm saying. It's, True. I'm, True. I'm not True. saying it's great what we got, but it could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Could have been Jimmy Hart. Oh. oh then we get the introduction. Of, well, Raven and Stevie Richards don't actually even get a televised sure. introduction. They're, they're already in the ring. They're already in the ring. Two of the best Her- wrestling minds of their generation. Pretty much, yeah. Hernandez and Matt Morgan come out. I'm already thinking Hernandez is the one who got sacked from the underground. Is it that Hernandez? Yes, that's the one. Yes. Because he's that's doing true. all the botches and stuff. Yes. <laughs> that's all he does is botches. Because I think, because this match is like a 30-second squash, isn't it? Matt Morgan just, much, just yeah. puts his boot through 
uh, Doctor Doc Stevens' face. But I'm pretty sure because Raven goes to come into the ring, and I think Hernandez is supposed to come into the ring to stop him, but he comes in too slow, so Raven's got to trip on the ropes to make it yes. look like he can't break the tag. <laughs> yeah, Obviously, yeah. I, I can't say if that for definite Hernandez should be stopping him, but the way Raven trips is like, oh, he should already be halfway over to me right now. I'm going to break this tag, but I can't, so I need to trip on my yeah, face. Pretty much. And it's like, it's covering that, that's Raven there you're doing that too. Pretty much. That's Raven. Remember, Hogan said it wouldn't be like it was. <laughs> no. It wouldn't be like it was. Um, I might see if I can get the um, uh, Sims Ever Was song from Talking Heads and just loop that in every now and then. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same you may as it ever ask was. yourself. <laughs> you may ask yourself. How and why, why am I on the mid cards? Why am I getting squashed? What we need also as well as to the audio clip of Vince just screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> it's playing over the top. I'll do that at the end, mate. Anyway, <laughs> moving uh, on. Pope D'Angelo De Niro. Oh, yeah. Jesus. That's not an awkward name at all, is it? Not awkward at all. No wonder they just call him the Pope. He's with Christy Hemi, who he doesn't get his chest rubbed. Nope. Because she's racist. Well, possibly. Possibly. Can't say for definite, but you never know. Yeah, we're just like, for legal terminology, let's say there's no evidence that Christy Hemi is racist in any way. Apart from the fact that she doesn't touch him. She just likes white chocolate. Exactly. (laughs) Probably, yeah. Hulk Hogan wants the Pope to wrestle, apparently, which is a sentence I never thought I'd write. (laughs) <laughs> um, <clears throat> the actual Pope because come on that's some good wrestling gear on the Pope there isn't it <laughs> that'll be amazing he, I'll put here uh, Pope really wants to be the rock mm-hmm. um, talking about himself in the third person etc etc and then I've also put is this Orlando Jordan <laughs> yeah because <laughs> well, I, I think I Taz sure. has to actually point out who it is because nobody knows who it is wow so now Ed Orlando Jordan that's who it was who approached the Pope this <laughs> the following contest is scheduled for one fall with it's like tell me they're not making out that signing orlando jordan from the wwe is a big thing well they are i mean come on a i mean i mean he's no he's, he's no jtg but come on he's a man who come was on. effectively the height of his wrestling career was being jbl's lackey yep and just wait to see what they do with uh, orlando jordan in a few months time same as it ever was <laughs> same as it ever was <laughs> I noticed when, when Pope comes out, he's stealing the Rainmaker's entrance as well. Yes, he is. Making it rain he like is. Okada does. I mean, come on. You're not, you're not Okada, mate. Get out, get out of town. And he's got some really odd mask on. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Prince. With like a weird mask or something. I don't know. Is there an element of that there? Anyway. Yeah. They, they, they have a match. He's, he's here to wrestle Desmond Wolf, a.k.a. Nigel McGuinness, mm-hmm. who oh, Nigel. we all miss yep yep um because this was obviously in his last couple of years in actual sort of full-time wrestling really um because he obviously had to retire 
um, due to injury. Mm. Um, but I, th- I think, if I remember rightly, did Nigel McGuinness not have to quit because his muscles in one of his arms were that withered away by delivering bone-crushing lariats on a nightly basis? Yeah. That and the whole hepatitis thing. And the hepatitis B, yeah, um, that he contracted. Um, so, yeah. But he was actually a fairly decent character. He'd already come off a decent sort of run with Angle yep. in this, and they seemed to have sort of vaguely big plans for him for a long while. But then, obviously, nothing came of anything, mm. really, uh, which is a bit of a shame for him. He has what is effectively quite a decent match. <laughs> is that the but highlight of the card so far? It's well, it's it's not so bad, but the the ending is a little bit of a weird one because basically, having been battered for most of the, the sort of preceding few minutes, the Pope just basically rolls him up the small package and yeah. wins it that way. Sneaky Pope, sneaky Pope. Shall I tell you what we need at this point of the show, though, Cameron? Go on, get people jazzed. Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Oh fuck off! That's what we need. No, we don't. <sighs> yeah, we do. I need the same way I need to have like a Canon camera shoved into my pee hole. Let, let me just say this from the very, very top. It feels great to be back home in the impact zone. But he's, he's coming to the impact zone. Come on. No. You're the excitement. No. All right. Just no. <laughs> Forget about it. All right. No. Um, Jesus Christ, guys, come on. <laughs> Double J. I mean, honestly. No. Shut up, Phil. All right. Uh, Rhino is laid out, and Bubba the Love Sponge takes over reporting duties from uh, Jeremy Borash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then has a deep level of concern for Rhino by just basically batting him on the head and going, hey there, buddy. It'll be okay, son. Be okay. Get some trainers um, here. I'm Bubba the Love Sponge. Exactly. Where's my wife? They end up repeating... <laughs> <laughs> They end up repeating so the So weird looking back on these things now, isn't it? No, oh, yeah, knowing right. what we know. Knowing what we know. Ugh. They end up repeating Hulk Hogan's promo. Yeah, because so, there's nothing else to do. You know, we're, we're already into filler territory. Mm-hmm. That's the best bit. You know, Eric Bischoff has torn up the, uh, the the schedule, but we're already what repeating we stuff. In? So, yeah. No, uh, Raw wasn't three hours at this point, was it? Or was it three no. hours at this point? It was like a couple of years later, wasn't Raw it? Was Raw was two. Yeah. Because this is a three-hour special, they keep saying, isn't it? This is a three-hour impact special, yes. And doesn't it feel it? You're probably at this stage, yes. Yes. Um, I was put here, we see Jarrett backstage, Jarrett makes a promo, but YouTube won't let me watch it. (laughs) (laughs) YouTube is saving you. Because on the playlist for this episode, this was the one part that would not... mm, I think that bit, there's also a little promo with um, AJ backstage with Bischoff. Because AJ with short hair still kind of freaks me out a little bit. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. And uh, basically, Bischoff says that the the angle uh, AJ match for the next pay per view is going to be tonight. Free TV because giving away pay per view quality matches on free television is exactly what a successful yeah. wrestling company always does. Well, I checked, mm-hmm. and on Monday Night Raw, their main event was Orton versus Kofi Kingston. Was that that kind of short lived but quite good Orton versus? Kofi I believe Kingston? it was when did, was with it, the put through a table. So when did he? Or yeah, Madison did? Square Garden. It was yeah. like the, the stomp through the table, wasn't it? Yeah. And everyone went nuts for Kofi Kingston for about a month. And then he just... And then nothing, 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 nothing. New day. Nothing, new day. Yeah. <laughs> Unicorns. Unicorns and booty Oh, and... no, it was like nothing, 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 Royal Rumble. Nothing, 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 Royal Rumble. Nothing, 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 nothing. Yeah. New day. Essentially. 
in the same way that Shelton Benjamin was renowned as being the guy that would entertain him money in the bank matches, mm. he, you know, Kofi <laughs> Kingston, you knew was going to avoid elimination in some. Oh, he's going to jump on a yeah. chair or on JBL's hat or something. Yep, that'll Something be amazing. Lines. Yeah, then that, and then we get uh, Double J in the ring doing a promo about like how he was like started the company and stuff. But it's all boring. But the great thing is they cut to Dixie Carter every now and then, and she looks angry as fuck. <laughs> Does she? Her face is not a happy face. Obviously, you said earlier about her clapping when like Hogan's talking and stuff. Yeah, like imagine like the opposite of that face, and that's what she's doing looking at Jeff Jarrett. Oh, it's like just just abject silence on her face. Oh dear. And then Hogan oh dear. pops up and then basically tells, like, you're, you're rubbish, Double J, you nearly ran this company to the grounds. Uh, everybody's got to own their place here, including you, so put your boots on and stuff. <laughs> right. And he, he basically says, uh, he, what he says Jeff did to the company is essentially what he's going to do over the next two, three years or so. And as far as I'm concerned, all the young guys, they're going to get a real shot now, brother. All the young guys are going to get the real push, brother. And as far as your past accolades, Jeff, like I said, nobody cares. But the one thing you do... Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Well done, Hulkster. Jeff Jarrett is then shown backstage with Shannon Moore painting what looks like some horrendous... <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not Brian Sewell. <laughs> wow, <laughs> folks. Wow. Imagine if it was. That's one for the kids out there. You probably yeah. know, Um We might need to order that to make sure it's still good to mention. Yeah, I'll check. Um, but <laughs> carry I, on, I, carry, on, I, carry I don't, on. I don't think much of Jeff's painting ability, if that's what it is. Well, uh, no. Emphasised by the fact that Shannon Moore's there kind of going, that's really good, Jeff, that's good. You should start selling these. There's money, there's money. No. Brian yes. Sewell, Operation Utree. Hold on, keep going. <laughs> Right. Um, the next matchup, we have a bit. Um, doing a search. Still, still doing a search. Rhino's laid out. So who's going to be a bit's opponent? It's Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe replaces uh, Rhino in the match. That's an upgrade. Let's be honest. <laughs> a little bit of an upgrade. Yeah, that's not so bad. And it's actually a really good. No, match. he's fine. Brian Sewell's fine. There you go. Oh, he's good. fine. We don't have to. Uh, of course, he's fine. I mean, is he still alive? I, that's a whole other Google search. Is Brian still not dead? <laughs> maybe when he dies, maybe then they'll start bringing up the dirt on him. I don't know. Rob. But apparently at the moment, he's fine. He's passed the audit. So there you go. Good. Um, so we know he's not a pedophile, but we don't know if he's alive or not. No, <laughs> that's the most important thing. That's about the research that we're going to get, isn't it? Anyway. Is, is he a threat to my children? No, move on. <laughs> Abyss yeah. versus uh, Samoa Joe. Yes, yes. I like the fact he's part of the Nation of Violence. They should bring that back. That's a good name for a group. No, because that's the one that ended up with Samoa Joe wearing like some kind of Roman <laughs> yes, armor skirt thing but and carrying just, a knife. Just the name, just the name. Nation of Violence sounds like a good wrestling no, group name. Because then he, then he, it was the night where he basically tried, uh, uh, seemed to want to stab Scott Steiner. Well, we've all felt that. Well, yeah, but we never, we don't. None of us carry it out. <laughs> but I we will wish right we could at some point. I'm sure none of us went and shoved Scott Steiner in the back of a van and driven off with him. <laughs> Well, in my dreams, speak I Speak for yourself. Well, so, oh, sorry. <laughs> the only one that hasn't. It's a big hoss match, isn't it? Big men hitting each other. It is, it is. It's a big hoss match. It's really, really good. Uh, Joe gets a cheer when they're on the outside. Abyss ducks it, so it just hits the ring post. Uh, Joe gets a sent on backsplash in for two. They make you aware that Sting is very much still in the building. Yeah, he's still around somewhere, up in the rafters. Yep. Having a drink. I don't know if he's having a drink, but he must have a drink if he's up there that long. 
<laughs> Joe gets a fantastic um, kick off the top rope. Abyss kind of like does the kind of hulking up screaming thing at Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe just kicks him. <laughs> That's great. Joe's um, so good, and, though, isn't he? Yeah. Joe's oh, just yeah. amazing. Like, I never really watched, I'd seen any kind of Joe matches before he landed in NXT, just kind of caught highlights once he kind of arrived and all that. Yeah. But he's just like, so straight ahead and straightforward in his style. It's brilliant. Like you say, he's just like, dude's just going crazy. I'm just going to kick him. Pretty much. Because I'm fucking Samoa Joe. I mean, the be- the, be- the thing I like about watching Samoa Joe now in NXT is obviously he's got his love for wrestling back. Mm. Because for the for the last sort of three years in TNA, he just he genuinely looked like he can't be arsed. It's got beaten out of him. Yeah, it's a bit like, yeah, okay, here we go again. You know, I'm wrestling people who have probably wrestled a few times already. The, the NXT runs giving him a sort of brand new fire. Yeah. Basically. It's, mm. it's looking really good. What do we get? There's a chair shot to Abyss. Then he goes into a rear naked choke. Abyss kind of tries to make the ropes, but then has to tap. So Joe wins by submission. I quite like at the end when um, Joe like points to the camera and kind of says, like mouths AJ. Like, I'm watching you. I want the belt. Yeah. Good. Even though he was clearly, I don't know if he did have a match with AJ after that, because I doubt he was put in that kind of spot again. But like, yeah, AJ and Samoa Joe is a match. Yeah, I think they did actually. They probably crossed paths again. TNA's got too small a roster for them not to have wrestled any point between <laughs> 2010 and Yeah, but it would have been a good match, therefore they probably didn't do it. Well, well yeah, Eric Bischoff is backstage telling some lackey that one segment of the show is running long. It sure as fuck isn't a match then. Maybe he's referring to his own segment. Possibly, yeah. It's running long, yeah, yeah. It's like a, he just has this kind of generic kind of producer speak. Like, going, yeah, that little bit's running a little bit long. How's about you just go and change that and then come back and we'll have a look he's at it. ordering shit around, isn't he? It's just like, basically, well, what? Crystal Lashley interrupts. Uh, once again, why is Lashley speaking for Bobby? She tells Bischoff that she wants a meeting with Hulk Hogan to annul Bobby's contract and Eric Bischoff basically tells her to get in line, mm-hmm. which doesn't you know, doesn't make him happy. Like we all care. Yeah, pretty much. Beer money have been laid out backstage. They oh, get yeah, the love sponge treatment as well. The nasty boy. Yeah, he's not, he's not like a trainer guy, isn't he? He's like, just stay down, guys. Stay down. I've got trainers coming. Yeah, he just, he just kind of they go. No, I'm 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 the backstage reporter. Like, when did he get all the contacts backstage already? God knows. Maybe because they're all in with his wife. I don't know. The nasty boys still want in. Bubba distracts the doorman by basically saying that these are Hulk Hogan's friends and he would want you to let the nasty boys in. Mm-hmm. Liz Schmidt, open the nasty door. Boys, check it one more time. There's, there's no nasty boys. Oh, come on, no dude. Listen. I can't let them in. Let me ask you a couple questions, kid. Who's the new guy in charge? The main man. The end all be all. Hulk Hogan. There you go. Who am I? You're Bubba the Lump Sponge. Thank you. Listen to me. These guys have so many thousands of hard Talk to them, Bubba. Back yeah. and forth with Hollywood Hulk Hogan, my friend. They, they, let me. Tell this idiot. Let me set you straight. Let me take a walk. Yeah. Okay, come on. Let me tell you something. Let's do, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. There's a promo with Kurt Angle, which is quite good, um, in which Kurt Angle says that AJ Styles never actually properly beat him. Yeah. Although the, it's, uh, the, the, it's real at the end. I don't like that. No. Doesn't sound, doesn't read, doesn't obviously scan as well as it's true. But I'm guessing did WWE like have a con, uh, I think trademark on that. Cop- I think it's true. It's was true. They've been copyrighted, so he couldn't even use that. Poor angle. Gets on t-shirts. Yeah, that's that's a fair point actually. Then we get the wonderful part of oh yeah, earlier on the when they were painting the awful art, which Brian Sewell would hate. Um, Jeff Hardy and Shannon went off to meet the big guy. And then they come back out on this segment and they seem to have envelopes and the painting. In and the they've role. got what they want and they're in here. 
Just what we wanted. Yeah, they got the one, Joe got the one. But then it's like, gonna, and then Jeff has to say, oh, we might get what we want. Anyway, yeah. um, there's some... And then some 12-year-old girls approach them and he gives them the painting. Yeah, some 12-year-old girls um, approach them, scream a lot, and then Jeff gives them a painting. <laughs> and off they go, thinking that's the best thing ever. you happy with it, even though I'm not quite sure why. Here you go. I'm here's not some, quite sure why, because it looks awful. Here's some crap I just sneezed onto a canvas. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, essentially what he's what he does in a nice way though to be honest you know in a, not, oh, in a lovely way and they enjoy it, about it but it's all fun. he did just get some paint shit onto a canvas and throw it at some people outside and they were happy with it so. <laughs> yeah exactly call, call a spade a spade you know yeah the nasty boys then walk into team 3d's locker room and apparently mention something about how team 3d are in japan and why are they in japan on a night like this Probably because they know where the big money is. I mean, if you've got, like, you know, what at the time was probably still one of the best tag teams in the world. Yeah. Why not put the Nasty Boys over them instead? Yeah, exactly. Because that makes sense. Hold Google. That, that, that there with the Nasty Boys, that is a clear sign of what's going to happen to the company because it's much. always Hogan's pals. They always do They always do the best, don't they? No, Hogan's not around. But Team 3D, brother. Oh. They're not here anyway, them bozos. Get in there. Yeah. Uh, where are they? In Japan? And the biggest show of the year? And Team 3D's in Japan? No, I can't believe it. Let's where is go. Bubba Ray? Fat Ray. Uh, look at this stuff. Look at this. Nasty Boys. Uh, yeah, and if you're going to give the Nasty Boys the, the, uh, the spotlight, probably around about a good, well, definitely a good decade after their sell-by date. Then, no. Decade and a half? Because even at WrestleMania 8, they were like, oh, the Nasty Boys are still there? Really? Oh, goodness. Yeah, well, pretty much. <laughs> well, that was what... But they were in WCW for, like, 93, 94. Yeah. So yeah. they did have, like, good... Like, these, the Spring Stampede match with uh, Max Payne and Cactus Jack versus them two. That's not a bad one. You defended the Nasty Boys here, Cameron. I'm just... I'm saying that you're kind of... If you're going to say that they were past it at WrestleMania 8, I would say they had a little bit of left in them. After that, that sounds like you defended them. Not sounds a lot. Like you defended them. Not a lot. They did do a War Games match in 1985 as well, which wasn't great. Great for them. I remember that. Anyway, good story. If you're Team 3D and you're going to go to Japan, would you not lock your dressing room door? Nope, I wouldn't. Obviously not, because nobody would touch it. Because you know, everybody would respect me. They're not good, unless they bring in some kind of like faux punks who are going to disrespect everybody. Yeah. And what, are the, what are the chances of that happening? Who refused donuts? They do. They smash that <laughs> poor guy in the face with them, don't they? They do, yeah. But there's one left on the floor, and Sags is having it. Well, of course he is. He's not. He's, he's a wrestler. He's not going to lose the money for it, is he? No, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Then we get to our fantastic main event of the evening. Yes, and thank it's Kurt God Angle. for this. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles, and uh, I think it's Taz says pay per view quality matches live on free TV thanks to Hogan and Bischoff. Mm. Yes. What a sustainable business plan that is. Because it worked out so well for WCW. Yeah. Did anyone catch the Who Needs Brett chant? No, I didn't hear that. I think I heard Who Needs and I couldn't work out who this. Who Needs Brett? Oh, wow. Person. I mean, even oh, what, by 2010, yeah. I mean, Kurt Angle's what? Held together by a prayer and duct tape, essentially? Uh, duct tape, marshmallows, and prayers of children. Uh, yeah, painkillers and- more. Occasional um, driving whilst under the influence of rest. He, he does make, <laughs> he mentions that in his promo, doesn't he? He says, like, there's been a lot of happened to, you know, professionally and personally. So he's, yeah, he's, but then it happens again. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't he said about three. Not <laughs> defended him. He's a naughty man, but a good wrestler. So what can you do? Yeah. And uh, has, he, has he yet to run off with Karen Jarrett? 
before. That's much, much, much later. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that's a couple of years away, isn't it? A 2012 ah. kind of idea mm. that was when he was he's booked off a Karen Jack. This match is it is indeed pay per view quality. Yeah, yeah. It is really it's it's probably the saving grace of this entire show. Yeah. Is these it's really yeah. There's nothing on this card touches this match at all, is there? No, not at all. It doesn't not... even get close to the quality of this match. Your, your, your second best match of the night is probably Samoa Joe Abyss, mm. and the women's tag match is decent as well. Mm. Even though AJ's got no gloves, which, is again, is weird. I didn't even notice that. No, he doesn't do the hand thing, doesn't really comes out. He oh, does the finger pointing, but he doesn't do the hand thing together. Did he only start wearing gloves in New Japan, then? Did he start wearing them after, like, when he went on no, the No, he had gloves in TNA. Maybe it's later in his run then. Maybe a bit before he finished. Yeah, it'll be a little bit later in his run. Yeah. Short hair, no gloves. Weird. Yeah, no, it's no not thank you. It's like it's not him. Everybody knows New Japan AJ is the best. The best AJ. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Angle starts off with a side suplex. Um, they end up outside. AJ launches himself with a plancher. Then you get the first kind of hint of WCW level booking when a masked guy runs down to the ring and tries to attack attack AJ, AJ Styles. For months we've seen this guy attack AJ. Another Kurt. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle running clothesline takes him over. Think about that move by Kurt Angle. Yeah. He, j- he just saved AJ Styles because Kurt wants to win the title. He doesn't want to risk a disqualification. Well, absolutely. There's a lot of respect amongst these two men in the spirit of competition. And I think Kurt, if he's going to win here, he wants to win straight up. Yeah, but that um, that flip that he does over the head and hits Kirk, do you, uh, Kirk, Kurt, Kirk, yeah. <laughs> do you notice how like AJ's foot kind of whips around and really nasty smacks Angle in the head? Yeah, like really properly. I think it borderline concussion level hit on the side of the head. It's quite a nasty um, hit he takes there. Yeah, oh, well. And he still carries on because he's got Angle because he just doesn't care, does he? He is the cyborg, Kurt Angle. Yeah, and I've got a theory on the black on the on the masked man, but we'll come to it later in the match. Okay, I've got a theory uh, of the identity of the person. It's what it's Bruce the Barber Beefcake. Is that what you're no, trying to tell? No, 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 no. Better than that. Angle gets a really sloppy looking running power bomb in. And you, yeah. <laughs> I think he almost right. drops AJ. Yeah, he kind of just drops him on the. Surely trim. that's revenge for the head hit off the ropes. Maybe. Possibly. There's a receipt for you, pal. Take that. Later on, AJ goes for Styles Clash. Angle slingshots him at the turnbuckle. AJ bounces off the turnbuckle, and then Angle gets a German suplex in. There's a load of finishing moves. Basically, there's a whole thing of when um, Angle's try, you know, when AJ's trying to set up Angle for the Styles Clash, Angle instantly reverses into the yeah. Angle Lock. Well, they do one good one where um, I think um. AJ goes for like the Pele kick and Angle catches him in midair into the ankle yeah, lock. That looked really good. That looks really good. Um, have we ever seen <clears throat> Kurt do a frog splash anytime lately? Um, I don't remember. I don't think so. He would always go for good. the moonsault, wouldn't he? He wouldn't. Yeah. Until he's kind of... he, he goes for frog splash twice in this match. Maybe because he can't do the moonsault anymore because, Maybe. again, he's a, a broken man contained in a wrestling singlet. But I've put it down here. Kurt gets a frog splash for two. There's an angle slammed reverse into a DDT for a two. AJ springboards into an inverted DDT. There's a top rope angle slam for two. <laughs> an ankle lock again, but AJ flips out of it. Uh, an Inziguri, then a second Styles Clash for two. A third Styles Clash is reversed back into the ankle lock 
Flair walks out, and I quote Mike Tenay to watch this world title match. Because he can't, he got, uh, he can't watch back to these. That's my theory. Video feed, can it you? was Ric Flair who was the person in the black mask. It's the black really? scorpion again. Oh, God. I can't even yeah. remember what that... There must have been a storyline that kicked off as a result of that black, uh, the black mask guy. Probably not. Telling you, it, it, was, have... it was Ric Flair as the black scorpion again. Yeah? That's what it was, guaranteed. Oh, well, probably. Probably. <laughs> um, I can't think of a better theory than that, to be honest. Come on. Where we go? We go back to an ankle lock. There's a third Styles clash. AJ ignores the pinfall, and there's a, like a 450 splash for a win in three count. Yeah. It's awesome. Whenever he comes off the rope, he's so good, isn't he? Like he does. Yeah. Uh, at one point, he does the springboard forearm, and I think he pretty much touches the roof. Exactly. He gets so high with it. Height. Is that the one when he's just oh, he's just in front of the hard camera? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm on the one. And yeah. he's just like, right in the air. Brings up right in the air. Dixie Carr seems to be enjoying this. Hulk Hogan comes out, calls him the two greatest wrestlers in the world today. But Hogan then gets word that Foley's in the building and he just takes off. He just drops the microphone. That's so important. By the way, before you carry on, uh, the man in the black mask was Tomko. Was it really? I think he was um, a tag partner with AJ for a while. Oh, yeah, 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 him and EJ tagged. I don't, I, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, pretty sure him and EJ were tagging for a little while. It was like about three years beforehand, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, TNA Tag Team Champions. And then did he not turn up in WWE, Tomko? Because he was with Christian oh. for a while, wasn't he? Yes. He was, yeah. There you all go. Right. That, that is, so I was wrong. It wasn't the Black Scorpion returning to the ring. It was there somebody else completely. Thing. Sorry. Foley shown backstage walking into Val Venus and the Beautiful People Strip Poker game. Yep. <laughs> interrupting um, something beautiful, according to Val. Yeah, yeah, he's interrupting something beautiful. But you don't see anything, because I, I don't know if it's just the video, but it seems so dark, you could barely see Val's face, let alone yeah, what was going on. Yeah, pretty much badly lit. I'm assuming because it was lighting video, apparently they were showing like a nipple or something on screen, which probably would have got them in a lot of trouble. Yeah, probably, yeah. But a lot of the backstage stuff in this show is terribly lit. Yeah, because they, they don't know how to film stuff. No, pretty much. Foley ends up disappearing off down the hall and meets Eric Bischoff instead. Says that he made a vow to himself that he would never work with Eric Bischoff in the future when he left WCW. Apparently Foley's shares in TNA aren't worth the paper they're written on. Are anyone's shares in TNA worth the paper they're written on? <laughs> and, Satire. And then Foley is jumped by Sean Waltman, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash as Hogan looks on. You know, Mick, I'd uh, rethink that strategy yeah. if I were you. You get because it ends on a lovely shot, like right up Hogan's nose. Yeah, pretty much like, that. Right, right up, up his nose. Hogan's face, just kind of him going. Bruh. And his nose is just like the signs of his limo from earlier, just like raw in yes. the screen. <laughs> it's like you pesky hardcore legend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's yeah. your three-hour. That is your three-hour special of Impact Wrestling. Yeah, the first night that Hogan was in the company. You want to know yeah. how well this did uh, ratings-wise? Go on Go then. On. Raw did a five point six because yeah. he had Bret uh, Hart back, and Impact did a two point two. Mm. Oof. So I think this was successful enough for them to kind of go, actually, we're going to move it to Mondays permanently. This was a one-off, I think, moving it on this Monday. Yeah, they did Mondays for a while, didn't they? It lasted about a month because... Yeah, they got absolutely caned. The first one, uh, the first Raw of that series is 3.4 and Impact does 0.98. And it goes downhill from there. Ouch. Yeah. 
So that lasted, I think, was it that the uh, 8th of March? And then by the 3rd of May, like, nope, we'll just put it back on Thursdays. Yeah, and it went, aye. Yeah. I don't think it was even going head-to-head with SmackDown at that point, was it? Because SmackDown was on a Friday. Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah. 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 SmackDown was on Friday for ages. As opposed to, <clears throat> it'll be now on Tuesdays live. <laughs> oh, yeah, the brand split. Uh... Yeah. He's going to have two live shows. Oh, that'll be fun for everyone involved. <laughs> um, it's not like they're already stretched enough as it is. Well, let's, I think if they split the, um, like, if Vince does one show and let's just triple H for the other one as like a, a slightly bigger NXT, then it might be all right. But, well, what they're basically doing is they're going to split the roster as well. It'll yeah. be, uh, what they say, like, um, a distinct rosters, they said, didn't they? Distinct. Yeah, because the what I read was the WWE champion and women's champion will do both. Yeah, that would Good. make sense. Because that makes sense. Yeah. I love the fact that, like, we've just finished discussing this three-hour TNA show. We've immediately moved on to WWE because that's way more interesting. <laughs> like, without even yeah. blinking, we're just like, right, it's done. Yeah, without, yeah I, was, I was thinking that. It's, it's kind of got... But that then, uh, I think, kind of sums up the show. It's like... You've got all this. You've got you've got you know the great styles um, angle match, yeah. Kind of surrounded by just this kind of just beige. Well, pretty well. I mean, you're looking at other people who would have. I mean, how much of a career did the Nasty Boys have in TNA? How much of a career did Val Venus have in TNA? He was gone soon, wasn't he? I'm, I, he I was, was pretty dizzy. He vanished off. Because I think I read because I, re- I was reading about him earlier. He was working for CML as well. And because they moved it to Monday nights, he couldn't do both, so he left TNA to do CML. Oh, okay. So that's why he kind of left early, because he was doing that. I guess there was more money and doing Mexican wrestling was better than doing TNA. I think, if I remember rightly, yeah, Val Venus came over to do a Target show in Carlisle um, a few months ago. Because he's Mr. Marijuana now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's probably like, you know, Mr. Marijuana, you know, saying all that. Um, apparently though they took um, the, all the boys from Target took Val Venus to the Woodrow Wilson which is like the Weatherspoons Classy. in Carla well, well, oh yes where else would you take for him? breakfast <clears throat> exactly for breakfast the next morning and it blew his mind apparently that, that, were, that British people went to pubs for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> but they were like no no we don't drink beer <laughs> we just have cups of tea yeah we have cups of tea and coffee and we have they do things like bagels <laughs> <laughs> like bagels, like bagels. I do like a, I do like a bagel. It's like a donut, only slightly healthier. Um, so, so this was the start of the big push to be the number one company. This was the amazing push. But what kind of defied? I believe that Hogan had only signed a six-month initial contract. Oof, that's a lot to hang your peg on, isn't it? He was that unsure about it, about what he was doing. And he would get in the ring, wouldn't he? At some point, if I recall. Yeah, he had a match against Sting. Of course he did. Who else is he going to have a match with? Because um, this led on to the whole, um, it led on to the whole thing with Fortune and oh, the Immortals. Is that what? It is? Yeah, and the Immortals and things like that. And yeah. you know, basically, the Immortals were effectively the NWO. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, how long after this was it? They, they said we'll take Impact on the road and tour it. Which, from what I've read, that was the kind of worst financial decision they made was putting the show on tour because it just they just did not have the income to support it. Yeah, they, 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 I mean they've, they've hit that kind of problem now, especially of um, in TNA of they need to get out of the impact zone because a lot of I mean I, I, there was another podcast I was listening to that basically made this point that all the crowd that are in the impact zone now or watch TNA just sound like they can't be bothered with it. Yeah, but the reason is. 
None of them have paid, and most of them are just visitors to Universal Studios. So they're not fans. They've just been kind of they're just, in you know, they're, just, they're not fans. They're just going to come in, and it's like, all right, okay, it's a it's a wrestling show. Whoop de do. Yeah. And like, there I'm was sure a- my mother in law went there. They went to America a couple of years ago. I'm sure they just got dragged into it, and they saw Hulk Hogan in the show. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm positive it was like in t- before Hogan left. So they were just like a new boss studio studios on like a holiday. They're like, hey, come and watch some wrestling. All right, drop done. All right. But I think it was like it's all the money they spent on the touring on Hogan and Bischoff's contract. I think that's probably done more than anything else to damage the company. Yeah, in the didn't long they term, ask like damage. Joe left because they asked him to take a massive pay cut? Or was it AJ left because they asked him to take a massive pay cut? AJ, they apparently didn't want to increase his money that he was earning anymore. Yeah. And AJ basically took that as an opportunity to think, well, we're going to go that's not TNA. Yeah. And that's why he went to New Japan. Yeah. And that's why he's now in, um, you know, WWE. Yeah. But, I mean, the, 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 getting back to the sort of modern day impact stuff, there was the, the, the point that was made was that recently they had Ethan Carter III, EC3, who'd never been pinned and never submitted, and Mike Bennett beat him. Yeah. And this was like a monumentous moment in like TNA's recent history. But because no one in the arena really knew who these guys were, <laughs> it didn't get over at all. It was just it was just met with this deafening silence. <laughs> and just it? nothing. Absolutely nothing. And that's yeah. the big problem. They can't leave the impact zone because it's a cushy deal for them. But as soon as they go out anywhere else, they have really have a major problem shifting tickets. Yeah. Can't get the tickets in to get the uh to get the revenue up exactly so they can't necessarily keep all the guys because a lot of the people working there now they like drew galloway's there and stuff they're getting gigs elsewhere aren't they because yeah exactly yeah you're not signed to um tna exclusively yeah it's just like anyway. working um coming and working in territory for a few shows isn't it and then you kind of you've got your gig somewhere else and you kind of keep going like that so they're not necessarily building their own stars at the moment they're just kind of getting people they, in they, so i mean they get it right so much you know i mean ec3 is a fantastic fantastic character yeah and if they did more of that and building up people like that then they'd be they'd be okay yeah if they had something more of their own identity they would be okay yeah. as i said at the top it just always feels like tna are a company that are just chasing other companies yeah. and trying to be like they're very much a me too me too well, i think kind if of they idea. kind of kept going the way they were going it might have been all, like not accepted being in second place, but accepted being the best of what they can do. But I think when Bischoff and Hogan came in, they were like, "Right, we're going to have a four-sided ring. We're going to make it like, it, yeah, bring it more in line with what people, you know, expect wrestling to be." And that kind of ruins the kind of the you've ruined the uniqueness exactly, and the draws yeah. of TNA That's what because it was, like, was yeah. it was the alternative, yeah. and what basically happened was the change to WWE two point Yeah, yeah, and in about three years. You know they what they lost their TV deal was it thirteen uh, fourteen they got kicked off Spike yeah so yeah awesome the Spike the Destination America that didn't work and it's just like you just feel it just kind of spiraling down yeah exactly um, the shot will be on QVC in between adverts for um, <laughs> face cream <laughs> oh dear God poor TNA it is sad really because it's like there's so much hope and optimism in the show because they genu- I think you can kind of get yeah. in like they genuinely believe that they can be be the number one company in the world yeah yeah but the, the, they're just basically chucking anyone at the wall and you know, there's no structure no. to this at all and unfortunately a lot of people they're chucking have got big paychecks yeah exactly a lot of people it's it's, it's essentially they're just brought back WCW yeah 
The same, the same problems of having really high paid people doing not yeah. a lot. They brought it back yep. without realizing what was broken with it. I mean, if they could bring it back and kind of think, right, what did WCW get right? What did it get wrong? You know, and kind of fix yeah. it because I mean, exactly. we've not done a good WCW show, but you know, it was doing something right to get to where it was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It there's, was doing. There's, there's plenty of good WCW stuff. Exactly. It was. It was doing something right. And if they could, if they could have worked it like that way and figured out right what was broken. How did this fail? Oh, it's because egos ran rampant and, you know, took over creative control and we kind of pushed down yeah. the guys that should have been held down guys that should have been pushed. And that's what we're not going to do this time. Because Hogan says that, you know, it's not going to be like it was last time. It ended up being just like it was last time. Yeah, it's just like it was last time. All the guys who should have been pushed were held down. You had the guys who yeah. uh, wanted to remain on top, remained on top. And the fans just went, no, thank you, and walked out the door. Same as Into yeah. the living arms of New Japan, Ring of Honor, and I suppose NXT as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. It's a it's shame. A shame. But, okay. Because again, it's 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 the lack of competition, isn't it? Well, not necessarily lack of competition, but yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's that kind of situation where you need that that competition to kind of keep everybody on their yeah. toes. I think though, I think an audience gets used to watching like a very polished product like the WWE, and if it's anything less than that, then they don't. They yeah. can't. Yeah. Get to it. Yeah. It's it's secondary. Yeah. Exactly. I think exactly. that was like. Secondary. They've always got a stigma. They're talking until what, 2013 before New Japan kind of really kind of took off? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Ring of Honor had a resurgence and all the kind of, you know, ICW started to become all that kind of indie swell started happened after this, didn't it? As TNA was imploded, I think all the fans went elsewhere and went to like, oh, we'll watch Revolve, oh, we'll watch um, Paris and Gorilla, we'll watch all these other kind of independent shows. It seems mm-hmm. to be like they kind of drove the fans away from TNA into the arms of all these other, all these other companies who really benefited from it because they've been pushing the right people. Yeah, there's that argument to be made. Yeah, definitely yep. that argument to be made. I would say that. that's probably quite valid, actually. Yeah. yeah, that people have left sort of TNA because they've given, you know TNA have possibly made people give up on sort of mainstream wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can imagine like all the, all the people who uh, you know loved AJ at TNA when he left. They probably would have picked to start watching New Japan, and they from that they would have started watching all these other yeah. guys. And then from that, you know, exactly. it's just kind of you just kind of go out from there, especially with the way the internet works. And kind yeah. of connecting all these different groups and these different fans and stuff. It's very easy to kind of go follow guys going from one promotion to the other now, isn't it? So you can kind of pick up all these all these shows and everything. So, so in mm-hmm. so was TNA like sacrificing itself for the betterment of wrestling? Maybe they didn't think of it at the time. <laughs> no, but, look, but in hindsight, yes. <laughs> in hindsight, possibly. In hindsight, possibly. I, I just wish they were that smart. Yeah. Well, you're crediting. Well, he he hired the Natty Boys, he must have got something right. No. No. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. That was TNA's impact show. Interesting other little look at um obviously you know, you always wish the best for wrestling companies because the more yeah. there are, the, the better, better. Yeah, it is, the more choice you have. But yeah, this was probably so for in, me the start of it. What seemed like a brilliant idea at the time ended up with broken Matt Hardy. Very yeah, ended up with broken up Matt with... Hardy and Brother Nero. <laughs> yeah. So why is he called call Brother Nero? I we don't know. I don't why? know. Why? Has anyone seen a video of them two in the diner out of their faces? Oh yeah, that was the original. Where, was where, where they make fun of CM Punk? 
Yes. I imagine it was a similar situation like that that gave birth to these two characters. <laughs> <laughs> on, on to mention CM Punk, um, how angry do you think CM Punk is that Brock Lesnar is going to be in the UFC before he is? Incredibly. <laughs> a, a part-timer <laughs> beats him to That's MMA. That's part of the reason they've done it. Just to piss off. Let's <laughs> annoy Punk. Um... Um, I'm actually looking up Nero as in the Roman Emperor Nero to see if there's any kind of <laughs> parallel. I don't think it will be unless like Nero had Down syndrome Come or on. something. M- Matt Hardy's just he's just freestyling there. He doesn't know what he's doing. Look at the hair. <laughs> he's got no clue. No, you, you should have just said he doesn't know what he's doing. That's not freestyling. It's just not knowing what you're know doing. What doing. Nero was rumoured to have captured Christians, dipped them in oil, and set them in fire on his garden at night as a source of light. I thought you meant, I thought you meant edging, uh, Christian from Edging Christian then. Like, what's Christian done? <laughs> I'll admit, you know, the Edging Christian show wasn't great all the way through, but that seems harsh to treat him that way because of it. <laughs> a little bit. There's absolutely no correlation. No, I can't see any correlation here. Brother Nero. To the start of our existential sensibility, whatever Cameron really says now. Something it sounds like the beginning of a it sounds like the beginning of a Paul London um promo. <laughs> friend of the show. Then it's no, then friend it's of the show. Sp- he doesn't know it. Then it's anyway, been interesting. You'll probably have to edit this bit to hell. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not really Oh yeah, because the rest of the podcast will be completely untouched, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pure gold. Oh come on, what have we got? We've got like an hour and a half on the file, that's not bad. That's not bad for us, that is. I'll have it under 45 minutes, easy. You can knock that down to an hour. No trouble. Easy. Um, yeah. Same so as it ever was. Same as it ever was. <laughs> Letting the D- That's the name of the show. It has to be the name of the episode. <laughs> I'm going to try and re- rewrite the lyrics. I'm sure I can do that. Do the talky bit. Ooh, I like it. I had a beautiful valet. That's what I've got. Good start. But, Thanks. But no... But no chips to bet with. <laughs> no chips Yay. to bet with. So I got to use my clothes because that's how poker works. Yes, you can take five cards. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> but she says, "Who's a net?" It's a great joke. No, it's not. It's a good it. joke. Oh no! I got, anyway, I've got time... the A of Hearts. That's a good joke. No, it's A. It says A on it. It's a good joke. No, it's it... not. Next time we're hoping to be with the full compliment and I'll be here and uh, we can do Survivor Series 1990, yeah. which was yeah. the next pay-per-view on the main thread of the Conquistadors. Spoiler has my favourite moment in all of professional wrestling in it. Yeah. The Undertaker. Yeah. Nope. I'll tell you off air. The Goblin Gooker. Tell you off air. Okay, fair enough. All right. Fair enough, don't ruin the surprise. Don't ruin the surprise, folks. Anyway... That's it. End episode. <laughs> we've, we've, we've shut our ward. We're going to sleep now. We're finally climbing out of the hole at the top of the steel cage. Yes. Yeah. Of our podcast. Yeah. There's no end to this. We're just going to call it as a as a no contest. All right, bye then. Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that. That was all right. Wasn't bad. Yeah.
is a different time and this is a different place. It doesn't work that way anymore, brother. Hey, you see that's where you're wrong. It is the same place, it's the same people, and we're here to pour It's going to be totally different this time. Same as it ever was. 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 I found... I oh, wait a minute. Oh, sorry. I found an analogy. Ooh. Nero annexed the Bosporian kingdom to the empire and began the first um, Jewish-Roman war. That's maybe where Matt's getting it from. I'll put this at the end of the podcast and this is a little sting at the end. Sure. I'm just literally trying to find... There's nothing, Cameron. Just, just give it up. There's nothing. Yeah. There's no connection at all. It's all... No. Oh, God. Oh, it's all about the classics, isn't it? Christ, here we go. There's no connection there at all. You're, you're, you're grasping after straws. You're trying to follow the whims of a madman. 